Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week we're going to feature a show from our 2017 season, and it starts right now. Live from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests. From Montreal, Ontario, Canada, Lee Fallenbeck. Business leader and co-founder of Toms of Maine, Tom Chappell. And from Los Angeles, California, Loma Vista recording artist, Andrew Bird. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now to welcome our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town Hall, our solar-powered musical Clubhouse, glad you could join us. We've got an amazing group of inquisitive guests this week, seekers, explorers who made decisions that took them a little out of their comfort zone, out of that familiar spot. And those experiences, of course, changed their lives in ways that we all appreciate. We've got a young Canadian whose trip to Iceland kind of helped solidify his musical vision. We've got a legendary natural products entrepreneur whose decision to move to Maine and then later to go to Divinity School helped guide his business decisions. Uh, we've got a world-class violinist and singer and songwriter who went to a farm in western Illinois before kind of finding his voice as an artist. They're all here. They're all remarkable. Up first, a guy who was clearly filled with curiosity as a kid. He played the violin as a youngster, but he kind of took it seriously as a teenager. He went on to conservatory, getting his degree in violin performance, but he kind of shied away from the classical music world and instead started a band that specialized in classic jazz and swing from the 20s and 30s. And, and one day when his band didn't show up for a gig, he played it by himself. And that launched a lengthy career in which he used looping technology to put together remarkable musical performances using his violin playing and his singing and his spectacular whistling to create these uh, remarkable musical moments. And it just kept on getting better with each record, more and more uh, creativity, more and more collaborations. He is originally from Chicago. He's lived in New York. He's now in LA. Please help me welcome to E-Town for his first visit, along with his band, the very talented Mr. Andrew Bird.
down there And I'm up here Your boyfriend's gone to get a beer Leaving us crystal clear lines of communication Promise me you won't avert your eyes I'll drop my third person disguise You know, listen, it's time to do a dive No useless explanations Cut to the quick
Welcome. Welcome to E-Town. Such a cool sound. Thanks. Such a cool bunch of sounds, actually. Yeah. All very well thought out and curated and conceived. Mm. Mostly stumbled upon. Mostly stumbled upon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about just the list of, in addition to your own recordings, just a list of all the records you've been on. And it really covers some ground. From the Squirrel Nut Zippers to Ani DeFranco and Bobby Bear, My Morning Jacket, Charlie Leuven. Nico Case, the soundtrack to the Muppets. Some impressive stuff out there. Thanks. Speaks to an eclectic taste. Mm 
<laughs> I'm just imagining you as a young person. Mm. Um, were there influences or heroes or artists? Did you have a favorite violinist when you were a teenager? Or did you have a favorite jazz fiddle player when you were sort of interested in more 20s and 30s jazz music? I found, of course, Stefan Grappelli and Joe Venuti when I was like 16 or 17, Stuff Smith, all those guys. Right. And then found my way to the early stuff, which is really the 30s Django Reinhardt stuff. Yeah. And I was pretty steeped in that for a few years. And then, actually, I have to say that Jay Unger, Ashokan Farewell, oh, yeah. that was huge for me. Wow. Like the Civil War documentary, and then that tune is so just beautiful. And I played more weddings and funerals in my early yeah. career playing Ashokan Farewell. Yeah. Um, Jay Unger played that at my mother's funeral. Actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He was actually the first guy I ever got on stage with when I was a teenager. Is that right? Yeah. Jay Unger lived near me. And I did not. Well, the, I, don't, I don't think I've ever said it that before. But wow. <laughs> see, uh, see, we're already discovering stuff. Yeah. You know, I was talking earlier about these sort of momentous decisions. I'm really curious about this time where you graduated from conservatory, you have a degree in violin performance, you're hanging around in classical world, you're launching your career into sort of the Chicago music scene. Mm -hmm. And just at that point where somebody else may have gone to New York or Los Angeles or some other sort of musical hub, mm -hmm. uh, you went to a farm in Western Illinois and kind of hid out for a while. Yeah. I think I was 28 or 29 when I made that move. I just got the idea that it would be cool to have my own place out in the country. And mm -hmm. What came out of that time that you spent in your grandfather's barn? I was deprived of so much stimulus, urban stimulus. I only brought two records with me. One was Lowe's Trust and Kinks Preservation Green Society. I don't know why I only brought two records, but that's what I did. But that's sort of putting yourself in a deprivation chamber of sorts to find out what kind of music is really going on inside you, not just your record collection, but what's really kind of subconsciously accumulated over the years. Yeah. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town here with Andrew Bird. Um, tell me a little bit about the artist's role in these wild times that we find ourselves in. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, the title of the record being Are You Serious? And the, I, what I was thinking about was the difference between irreverent comedians who I hang out a lot with and the expectation that songwriters are utterly earnest, you know? And then, like, sometimes I kind of wish songwriters could, you know, throw a little levity in there sometimes, you know? Right. But there's something really um, you can't escape, right? I was talking to Zach Kalifanakis, this comedian. He's like, I don't know why more musicians haven't stepped up right now. And I'm like, well, I'm not apologizing. But it's, it's easy to be in that irreverent comedy realm. It's really difficult in song form to address things. Yeah. But it's not because you're cautious about offending no. uh, anybody. It's more no, about absolutely. just the art form. It, there's something about the expectations of songwriters. Mm -hmm. um, that the audience has of a songwriter that makes it really, really challenging. I mean, I'm writing a new record right now. I've written 10 songs, and they're all dealing with it. And, uh, and by it, you mean it. Uh, <laughs> shall we remain vague? I, well, um, yeah, there's been a seismic shift in our world, and how can I ignore it? Yeah. No, I think it's traditionally your job 
to at least be an observer who's out there taking things in and processing it through your skills and your talent and your energies and sharing it with your community in whatever way mm-hmm. makes sense. It's, um, yeah, but it, and it's, it's tricky. Yeah. Listen, very glad you're here. I'm sorry it's taken us so long to, to welcome you here to E-Town, and uh, I hope this is not the last visit for another 20 years or whatever. So yeah. thanks for coming. Congratulations on so many fronts. And uh, let's get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Andrew Bird, along with his band.
pull it together Darling, you're not alone But when you break up Sky's falling, no one is on your side Spend it in laundry, darling, you're all alone Andrew Bird, along with his band Alan Hampton on the bass and vocals, Stephen Elliott on guitar and vocals, Ted Poor on drums, vocals. The record's called Are You Serious? On Loma Vista Records, they will be back to play some more music later on in the show. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. And if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio located in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town. Andrew Bird and his band are going to be back later on in the show. I forgot to mention actually something uh, when I was talking with Andrew called Live from the Great Room. So if you want to check out more music from Andrew Bird when he's barefoot in his house with friends like Jackson Brown and Fiona Apple and others, that's all somewhere in the ethers of the cyber world. Anyway, and coming up, a really good young songwriter now living in Montreal, Leif Volebeck, is here, and he's going to be out soon. But I told you about all of our remarkable guests, our travelers, our ramblers who made some important decisions along the way. Uh, And it's time now to welcome our next one. Here comes Helen to tell you more. Thank you, Nick. Most of you are familiar with Tom's of Maine, one of the pioneering brands in natural products. If you saw those products on the shelves back in the 70s and 80s, it was a sign you were in the right store. Well, that was started by Tom Chappell and his wife, Kate. They moved from Massachusetts to Maine and started their company at a time when there were not a lot of natural products out there. 
knowing that, like them, there were an increasing number of people who wanted better options for their kids. Toms of Maine, of course, grew to become a major brand that was eventually acquired, but while still with the company, Tom decided to go to Harvard Divinity School. He graduated in 1991 with a master's in theology, and he became more active in the Episcopal Church and was a member of that church's environmental stewardship team. He's now working on a new project around organic and sustainable fabric and clothing, and we're really happy to have him here. So please help me welcome back author, business leader, and old friend, Tom Chapel. Hi, Tom. Good to see you again. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be here. I want to mention that, you know, we, we talked about your decision to go to Divinity School. I remember when you graduated, and it was an unlikely credential for a CEO to seek in those days. Why did you do that? Why did you go for that? I think at the time I was looking for some kind of clarity to my life where I was headed. And when you're running a business and building it, you know, it really turns into a rigorous numbers game, and you can lose yourself in the numbers. And uh, I was feeling a loss of the creative energy. We were performing very well, but I was kind of closing down inside. So I talked to people that knew me well, and I just uh, happened upon this opportunity to visit uh, Harvard Divinity School, and it just clicked. I had the opportunity there to study really religious philosophy. I wasn't interested in going into the church ministry per se, but I was interested in learning about the faith traditions of the world. So that's pretty much what I did, and I took that back into the business world and used the marketplace as my ministry. Yeah, You know, things like... Uh, 10% of your profits, 5% of people's paid time for volunteerism, nurturing people to help them become better at their jobs. Everything was really about goodness, and there's nothing wrong with integrating goodness with performance. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that and setting an example, because so many people were paying attention to what you were doing and how you were doing it. So you really were kind of a pioneer in that way. Um, and now you've shifted your focus from dental care and Tom's of Maine's products to a new area, which is more about sustainable fabric and clothing. Tell me how you made that, yeah, that I, leap, I, that transition. I mean, after working so hard for 40 years, um, I decided that um, just philanthropy was not enough for me. I needed to be creative and build something again. And I thought about the industries that needed uh, a change, uh, the textile and garment industries are the second major polluters on this globe. And I grew up in the textile business, so I thought, well, why don't I see if my family would be interested in taking that on? So today we have um, a wonderful leadership team. Uh, we are making beautiful products, and we have the only organic wool clothing company in America. And, um, you know, we're setting an example again, as we yeah. did before. So you're doing the same thing. You're using the business community and your values yes. to try to influence, um, you know, a, a global yeah. issue. When you say you're the only organic wool manufacturer in the United States, tell us a little bit about the industry. So where does the wool come from? That well, back in the 50s, America gave up its heritage in textiles and it went uh, offshore. And so we sold all our equipment. We lost our skills, seamstresses no longer trained the next generation. So when you try to bring that all back here, it's really hard 
and it's a slow process building that supply chain. But they're here, uh, and um, we're able to do that. Um, when it comes to sustainability, you're really thinking about clothing altogether differently, how long you wear it, how durable it is, how was it produced, or a lot of chemicals, what were the uh, fields like that the sheep uh, were grazing in. Organic wool is a total exercise in premium quality. It's separately produced from any commodity. Mm -hmm. But you get something that is extraordinarily strong, clean, uh, long-lasting, and it's what sustainability is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I wish you a lot of luck with your new enterprise. Thank you. It's good called, to be back. It's called Rambler's Way, is that Rambler's right? Rambler's Way, yes. And uh, there's information online if people want to yep. check it Rambler's out. Rambler's Way. Rambler's Way. Tom Chappell, co-founder of Tom's of Maine, a righteous business leader. So happy to have him back in our midst. Thanks for being with us, Tom. To our listeners... If you want to learn more about what Tom is up to these days, you can also find more information on our website, etown.org. Also, we'd love to hear what you think about this segment or the show in general. You can connect with us through social media, or you can uh, always write to us the old-fashioned way, if you so choose, at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thanks to Tom Chappell. We have got more music coming up from Andrew Bird and his band in just a little while. Right now, I want to tell you about what's coming next. Leif Volebeck grew up in Ottawa, Canada, playing the violin and piano and guitar as a kid. He went on to study philosophy at the University of Ottawa. And then uh, while still in school, he spent some time in Iceland, where he wrote most of the songs for his first record that came out in 2010. He then moved to Montreal, where he now lives. He's been producing all kinds of stuff ever since, writing, recording, and touring like crazy. He now has a record out called Twin Solitude that's been getting all kinds of attention and recognition. Very spare and, and uh, soulful record cut live in Montreal. We are going to hear some of those songs from that record right now. So please help me welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Leif Volebeck. You was up to something, I was up to nothing It was bound to happen anyway Rain in the streetlights, you in the midnight We could have had it any day Fire was raging down at the station It's not ours to worry about, you said no truth at all, I should have made the call Half a favor's no favor at all Wish it could have been another way Store. The little bell rang when he came in the door. 
Welcome to E-Town. First of all, you made a beautiful record. Thank kind of, you. Kind of spare and, and soulful. And it sounds like uh, just guys in a room tracking in real time. Yeah. It, it was really fun. It was really magical. And it doesn't always happen that way. Right. Usually it doesn't happen that way. But, but of course, it just did now because that was the first take, too. Yeah. Right? I really like playing that. Yeah. You guys. It was really nice. <laughs> it was really fun. That was fun. Yeah. So I made up... Um, I made up this kind of construct before about how, you know, everybody in the show this week is, has moved somewhere that's kind of changed their scene in some way or another or had an experience like that. And was that true of your trip when you went to Iceland? Was that kind of a game changer for you or, or was it just a trip? It was a huge game changer. Um, it was the first time I kind of like lived away from my hometown, which is kind of radical departure. But uh, yeah, I actually just, I really got into Bob Dylan when I was there. And so I was like listening to like, Blonde on Blonde and uh, uh, with an Icelandic landscape. So it was really nice. And it was like, it was like the cleanest place to go get obsessed with Bob Dylan. And yeah. uh, I mean, there was other things that happened, obviously, other than Bob Dylan, but <laughs> a lot of great music there. You too. wrote some songs. Yeah, yeah. You met some people. Yeah. Um, did you develop any language skills? Yeah, my Icelandic is, is like uh, pretty good because it's so hard, but it's awful. But, you know, I get very impressed looks um, for the because first Because you minute. tried, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, basically. How long were you there? Uh, one year. Yeah. And um, so now you live in Montreal, which is uh, a beautiful city, and it's, it's a, such an interesting city because it's kind of, you know, between uh, Toronto and Ottawa, and as you head east and you get to Montreal and then you get to Quebec City, it's kind of like going to Europe, but you're actually just traveling back in time and into a land where there's another language and another culture. Mm. And Montreal, it feels like a European city. 
So there, did you have to learn? Do you, are you learning French? Um, my mom is French Canadian. Oh, your mom is so French. So I grew up speaking Franco-Ontarian. Yeah, it's a complicated country. So like, you have Quebecois, like French yeah. from Quebec, and then you have like the other provinces have their own little accents. So I have my own little accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the idea is though that you touched on. Uh, there's Michigan. There's Vancouver. There's London, there's Telluride, there's all these different places. Are those locales where you wrote the songs or just you were, as you're writing, those were places that just conjured up some emotion? Um, I, I have like this, I haven't been doing it recently, but um, I tend to just, if I say the name of a place, I tend to know what happens there, even though I've never mm-hmm. been and it's totally untrue, but I, it seems easier. And I actually, I haven't been to Telluride yet. But I actually heard it, I was at a friend's, and someone was like, oh, Telluride. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty town name. And then I wrote a song about it, and I haven't been yet. But then I found out there was like a folk festival, or, a, or like a Telluride festival. Yeah. Bluegrass festival. Bluegrass festival. So I was like, well, I hope they don't think I did it on purpose. But if you guys to try are listening, to get a gig, you mean? Yeah, yeah, you guys are listening, I, you know, that, wouldn't that work? Like, <laughs> maybe? It might. You never yeah. know. You know, Helen lived in Telluride for 15 years. Really? So, yeah. Okay, maybe I got so an in there. she's scrutinizing your song. <laughs> she's like, little, that didn't happen. That, none, none of that's that not rings a, true, That's really. not true. <laughs> I want to mention <laughs> that most of your songs are about relationships that go poorly. <laughs> <laughs> or near misses. Things like that almost near... were that didn't quite happen. Yeah. I mean... I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> was that a question? It was, just, it was an observation, yeah. It was just a, just I couldn't help but notice that, uh, that um, they, the thing that's so beautiful about the spare arrangement to the song, <laughs> I'm trying to be serious, by the way, <laughs> is that it's inviting. It gets you in, you know? So it, what was so interesting to me as a listener is I'm just listening to the songs and I'm involved with the narrative and, and, you know, quite often I found that it was sort of like, it's not going to work out. It was close, but it's not going to work out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I just wonder whether you're that kind of an autobiographical songwriter. And if so, we wish you better luck in love. (laughs) Thank you. That's all. I think I really appreciate that. Yeah. You have no idea. Um, I think I just, you kind of just write the songs that come out. I mean, it depends. Yeah. Um, it depends. Sometimes you need a song, and sometimes a song helps you work out some thoughts, and sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah, you know? and you've been a hard-working, hard-touring guy. You've always been on the road, right? I guess I have. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, um, are you, do you travel with an ensemble, or do you do a lot of solo shows? or what's It's your... kind of a mix. Yeah. Um, and I know different. you've got a relationship and a friendship with a singer-songwriter who's from here, Gregory Allen Isakoff, and uh, you've been on the road with him a fair amount. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on this show. He's been on this show yeah, yeah. a few times. How, um, hey, how, did, how, did, how did you guys meet? Um, at Newport Folk Festival backstage, we were playing the same stage, and I went backstage, and I was like, I know you guys are about to play, but like, the record's amazing, and I think you're amazing. They're like, we think you're amazing. We, we just saw you play. And I was like, oh, my God, but you're amazing. And it was like this, like, I was like, having such a great, amazing you know, exchange. It was really nice. And then a couple, few months later, we, we were on a tour yeah. in, uh, in America. That's great. America. I like the... <laughs> I don't know. Do you have to rephrase it I don't now? know why but, I had to say yeah. it like that. Yeah. Well, we do. I, yeah. <laughs> so, for some reason, it, yeah. Sometimes the Canadian accent comes out, so I feel like I just want to blend in more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, that's not... Okay. Um, 
ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get back to music. Would you please help me welcome back Leif Volabeck. This song is called East of Eden.
Thank you so much. Thank you. Leif Volebeck from Montreal, Canada. The record is called Twin Solitude out on Secret City Records. Leif Volebeck along with E-Tones, Christian Thiel, Eric Turin, Kyle Forster. Helen Forster singing along. Leif, we'll be back uh, at the end. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area, and by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. If you happen to tune in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It'll be available for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like KBUU in Malibu, California, on WNCW in Spindale, North Carolina, and on WCNR, The Corner, in Charlottesville, Virginia. As always, if you'd like some more information about any of the things we're up to here at E-Town, lots of stuff is online at etown.org. Everybody doing okay? Doing okay? We've got our... Our three ramblers, Andrew and Tom and Leif, uh, we got to talk a little bit about the, uh, the health of the planet, the health of our democracy. I mentioned actually um, to Tom Chappell that he lived in a red state, and I want to say that I'm actually sorry to, kind of tired of that phrase, sorry I used it. We don't live in red or blue states, in fact, here in America, we live in the United States of America. We live in a purple state, and a purple state is one in which nothing is a foregone conclusion, where every vote actually matters, and every issue is at least worth a conversation, right? Purple state. It's not that ambitious. We need it. We need to come together, find some common ground with our neighbors, and maybe purple is a state of mind, too. I'm not really sure. We'll figure it out together. We the purple. Um, right now, would you please help me welcome back to the stage, along with his band, Andrew Bird. Coffers full. We're starting over. Mm -hmm. 
turning out, turning out dead. I paint you a picture of the last year night. Greetings from Chicago, city of, city of. to Chicago. Bird and his band. The record's called Are You Serious? Alan Hampton on the bass and vocals. Steve Elliott on guitar and vocals. Ted Poor on the drums, vocals. We've got time for one more song. I want to thank all our guests. I want to get everybody out on stage and thank everybody. Thanks, of course, to Leif Volabeck coming from Montreal, playing his original songs. Keep an eye out for Leif Volabeck. He's out and about. 
Special thanks to our interview guest, Tom Chappell, coming from Kennebuck, Maine, making another valiant effort to use his integrity in business with Rambler's Way. Thanks to Andrew Bird and his band. Thanks to Helen and the E-Tones. We've got an old song for you now. One that was recorded by, I think, Lonnie Donegan and maybe Ramla Jack Elliott and Joan Baez. I think they all cut this one. It's a, it's a, good, uh, it's a good, good story song. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
with a ten dollar bill Gonna ride railroad bills Well, railroad bills says before I die I'm gonna build a railroad for the bums to ride I'm gonna ride railroad bills Bolebeck, Andrew Bird, his band, the E-Tones, Kyle Forster there on the piano, Helen Forster over here. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. This is a production of E-Town. There you have it, one of our favorites from 2017, Andrew Bird, Lee Folbeck, and Tom Chappell. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.